everybody, and welcome along to episode 24 of Arsehole Animals with Alice. I'm your host, Alice Vasalo, and today we're discussing my favourite animal of all time. A big-beaked, beautiful bird. Today we're discussing toucans. I'll give you a quick rundown of this species, and then we'll bring on our guest. Toucans are members of the family Ramphastidae which also includes aracaris and toucanets, which, although it sounds like the 1950s term for a female toucan, is actually a smaller species of ramphastid. For ease's sake today, we're going to be talking about the typical toucans, the one that you see on your cereal boxes and old-school Guinness adverts. They can usually be found in the rainforests of Central and South America, but there are a few exceptions. There are mountain species of toucan that live in the high altitudes of the Andes, and you can find the taco toucan, the big one with the orange bill, in savannas and shrublands too. Toucans are probably most famous for that big old bill of theirs, and it's believed to have several functions. They can use it to pluck faraway fruit while sitting in one spot, thus not expending too much energy. When they get too hot, they can adjust the blood flow to their bills so they can keep themselves cool. And it's also good for intimidating other birds to gain resources, such as nesting sites or even delicious food in the nesting sites, and they even use their bills to spar with each other too. So, in short, their bill acts like a food grabber, air conditioner and sword. Toucans can be hard to keep in captivity because they have such a specific diet out in the wild. But the way to tell if they're doing well is by looking at their beak and feathers. Typically, the brighter the colour, the healthier the toucan. But the reason that they're on this podcast today is because anyone who has ever worked with toucans in captivity or in rehabilitation may know that they can be jerk bags of the highest order. While curious, they can be snappy and sassy, which is why we love them. So I'm excited to dunk on my favourite animal in the world. So now that you're all clued up about toucans, let's bring on our guest. Brilliant. And now it's time for me to introduce my amazing guest. He's a content creator and toucan dad. The incredible Rock. Affentil is here. Brock, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm glad to finally make it. Thank you for oh. having me. <laughs> honestly, I know Sorry, we've been so trying. Long. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. Like, life happens, right? I'm just honestly, right. I'm so happy to have you here um, because this is a big episode for me. I'm so excited to talk to Toucans <laughs> today. Those people that know me and know me well know that Toucans are my number one. Like, I always have a toucan on me, you know, wherever I go, I have a tattoo, necklace, bracelet, whatever it is. Do you have a toucan tattoo? I do, yeah. I am am so happy to show you this. Yeah, (laughs) or maybe I'll post a picture of it in stories. Like, I will absolutely show you. It's on my ribs. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, toucans are just my number one and your number one as well. So this is like the perfect time to get two of us together and have a chat. um, Because I'm always happy to talk about toucans. Oh, yeah. And and you know that toucans can be massive jerks sometimes. (laughs) And I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, so this is exactly why they're on this podcast today. Uh, But before we get started on toucans, I have a really important Mm -hmm. question to ask you, Brock. It's the most important question. 
which is, right, I mean, bes- besides toucans, let's say, what animal do you think of when you hear the word asshole? Well, the most cliche answer is people, obviously, yes. you know. Yes, and it's, yeah. But that's... it's also kind of true, so. I mean, yeah, we are the ultimate assholes. You know, I've said this before, my last episode of this podcast is going to be about humans, and then I'm going to leave <laughs> podcasting once and for all. It's just drop. Exactly, the <laughs> end of it. I'm going to speak to Greta Thunberg about call... why. <laughs> yeah. I, was about, I was about to say, who do you call in as a people expert? <laughs> Probably Greta, right? Well, like, we are screwing up this planet. We need somebody to tell us off. Greta is the girl. <laughs> yeah well but, if i was uh, gonna go for an animal though mm-hmm. i'd probably think of dolphins yeah uh, oh yeah i i would say birds in general are i think yeah. there's definitely a direct correlation between intelligence and social behaviors oh my gosh, and just yes. being an asshole the capacity to be an asshole definitely. they start figuring out that they can do things that they're not supposed to do yeah totally bully Yes. And, you know, I, I had a fabulous guest on a few episodes ago, the, you know, the fabulous Sebastian Echeverri, who made a great point of like, some animals reach this um, capacity for arseholery, for jerkery, for douchebaggery, mm-hmm. but they don't kind of loop back around to morals, like they haven't quite figured out morals yet. And that's kind of like yeah. where I think humans kind of have the advantages of, yeah, we can do wrong. That is definitely where we differ. That's it. So it's like some animals <laughs> don't really have that moral compass. They haven't looped right. around, uh, which I love. But yeah, dolphins is such a good answer as well. It's I think it's actually the, like one of the most common animals that turns up on this podcast. When I ask people this question, it is, you know, animal people know that dolphins are just jerks, you know? Oh, for sure. But yeah, I think that's a very good answer, actually. I mean, dolphins, dolphins and birds both seem to make the cut. But for the audience's sake today, I just want to ask you what your experience is with toucans over the years. And if in all of your time living with toucans, if you have any particularly mm-hmm. memorable experiences of toucans being a bit of a jerk. <sighs> yeah. How do I pick one? <laughs> I don't know. There's only one toucan I've had that wasn't a total jerk all the time. And wow. he was disabled. So oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very man. disabled, like needed assisted living. Oh. Um, the first bird that comes to mind is a bird I had named Beatrix, Aww. who a lot of her circumstances surrounding her were she had negative experience with people before she came to me. So yeah, five, six years ago, I just I started really caring more about these birds that needed help, like yeah. tra- charity cases, basically like. Yeah. Birds, yeah. no, the toucans nobody else wanted because something was wrong with them, or they are more assholey than yeah the normal amount of asshole. Yeah, <laughs> so um, exactly. Oh. But Beatrix was just she was like in this little sweet spot where she was wild enough where she didn't like people, but just comfortable enough where she would come up and just try to bite you any chance she got. I wish I could count the amount of time she has just when I'm cleaning the aviary or whatever else or feeding them. She's just come up behind me randomly and just bit me on the back of the head, you know, or <laughs> grab my ear and like oh, man. just tried to come after me for whatever reason. And toucans have like a little, they have like a snippy kind of bite with their beak. And it's also some a little bit of a twist sometimes, right? Yeah, the their, their beak's not as strong as... Mm. You might right. perceive yeah. it to be like most people when they see it, they're like, oh, that could chop your finger off. And like, no. it's not that strong. This, the strength that they have isn't in their beak as much as it is in their neck. 
they can jab, they can peck, and they can mm. thrash, and yes. their beaks are serrated, like forward-facing serration. So if they if they come after you and they, I mean, you can imagine what it would be like if a toucan bites you. They're gonna push that their bill forward, yeah. and that's where their serrations are. And once they grab you, and they can latch down, and like, I mean, they lock down. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, don't get me wrong, the bite itself hurts, and it is hard, but it's not like a parrot or anything. Yeah, sure. Or, it's not going to take you to A and E or anything like that, like right. a parrot would. But they can, they will thrash like mm. a terrier, basically. And that's <laughs> where they do the damage with their neck. Because when you have those serrations dug into your skin and they're thrashing around like a little raptor, you know, like <laughs> that's when they do yeah, the damage. So yeah. If you can avoid them getting them locked onto you and where they start shaking, they're deceptively strong with their necks yeah (laughs) yeah that's such a that's such a good point yeah absolutely right and I mean Bitrix she was a keel build Mm -hmm. wasn't she yeah and she um, was yes can you run us through what your other toucans that you have are like we've got a a variety of species yeah right now I have uh two other keel build toucans one's named Jade and then Nacho (laughs) is my other keel build Rhea who's my red build toucan she's Rhea and Lala are both like in love with me oh. and they, they, they are very territorial over me. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of see me that way, but they still like, they want to be next to me, but at the same time, they just want to bite me constantly. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's very, like love it's an hate, abusive like relationship. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's toxic. Are you okay? Do you, yeah. just, you need to call a number? It's, it's very codependent, you know? Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, well, we all have crazy exes, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely have one. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so yeah, we've got um, so you got two kill bills. You've got a red bill. You got a channel bill as channel well. Bill. Yes. And his name's Lalo. He's got little man syndrome. Um, <laughs> he being the smallest one. Oh. And I mean, my goal. I've worked with a lot of different types of toucans. Tokos are my favorite. Yes. Yeah. I don't have a toko right now, but I've had a couple in the past, and. Tupac, if people was, are familiar with me, yeah, was, I was gonna say. Yeah, was I mean, first of all, like, that's a genius name because it's Tupac <laughs> spelled T O U P A C, which I yeah, I like. I, I like puns. It. And Be- Beatrix was named after the movie uh, Kill Bill. Oh yeah, you know? so she's like Kill Bill. Yes, because yeah. um, Uma Thurman's cheesy, character but... is called Beatrix. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh my god, that's so great. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, those are genius. She's names. also very violent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it kind of fits. Yeah, kind of works. Yeah, it it very much suited her. But I strive to have a bigger. The thing is, it's like toucans are very niche. You know, like yeah. And it's that's hard to sell. I do my best to sell people on to not sell them like yeah, sell them, sell them on caring about them, <laughs> not sell toucans to them. Like yeah, sell them as in care about these animals because a lot of people they don't even realize like. I've met people that thought they were uh, cryptids. Oh, really? Like just made up animals or that they were extinct. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, but like, I mean, like, feel like toucans are one of the symbols of like the jungle, you know? Like, if you're going to put together jungle imagery, you might have like, you might have a macaw, you might have a jaguar, you might have a snake, but I feel like toucans are up there in like depicting rainforest or like, you know, South America. Absolutely. Like, well, there's crazy. something just so uniquely beautiful about them oh, that, yeah. you know, is what part of what captured my imagination as a kid seeing them is they almost look like they do look like these prehistoric 
yeah. creatures that we should find fossils of and be like, wow, I can't believe a bird yeah. looked like that at some point, you know? I mean, it's, but um, they live among us now. Yeah, And exactly. they're very, like, beautiful in such a weird way. I, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Um, I mean, my my first interaction ever with a toucan was um, um, I worked at a zoo that had a little red-billed toucan. I started there as like a, a what we call a zoo host, so just like giving talks about the animals rather than working as a keeper. And um, I remember walking past, Z and his name was Zazu, and walking past his enclosure, and I just remember seeing him for the first time. And it was my first ever zoo job, first ever real like job interacting with any animals. And I saw him and I was just like, I was like in love. Like I, they I was just fake. like, yeah, they, yeah, they do. I mean, they look like, um, yeah, kind of little like puppety things, I guess. Yeah, they, they look like, they look like puppets or toys. If people yeah. see them in person, the few times that I've had them like in my car when I'm taken to the vet or like had them out mm. uh, where people who aren't familiar with me have seen them, they thought they were toys or robots. Yeah. Like they're pictures just don't do them justice until you see see them in person it's it's a different that's how I fell in love with them as a kid Aww. you know because I was I knew what toucans were I saw mm. George of the Jungle you know and like yes Tukey. <laughs> 1998 or whatever but it didn't occur to me that they were real animals until I saw them in person you know yeah. and I was like whoa these are amazing because I was I was super I was a dinosaur kid you know so oh, I, love that. <laughs> I was super into dinosaurs and then that kind of led into birds my like third grade teacher had parrots in her classroom so oh, I got wow. really interested in in birds with their association with dinosaurs and then experiencing the, them in the classroom yeah and then I saw the toucans in person when I was eight nine years old or something like that and I just it, you know so it just you know. stuck with me like yeah. that's, so my dream was always even since then I was like I, you know that's what I want to work with I want to work with those animals did you see them at a zoo for the first time yeah I saw actually uh the Dallas World Aquarium oh yeah that's in that's incredible yeah that's an amazing yeah, facility and, but um yeah then I still visit and I've worked with them to some extent uh, yeah. a few times before and mm -hmm. I've, I've always tried to visit it when I'm there and I go yeah. to Dallas pretty often so yeah 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 you know it's it's strange because not a lot of collections in the UK keep toucans. Um, I just don't mm -hmm. know if they do well in our climate. You know, I don't. There's probably not enough UV exposure, I would imagine. Yeah, very rainy. Yeah, very rainy, quite cold, and obviously there are indoor things that you can do and everything like mm -hmm. that. But I just, do, I definitely think they thrive better in a, it's, you know, in a, on a warm. I totally agree. Yeah, so not a lot of collections keep them. And if they do, they they do have some trouble keeping them for a long time, I think. Um, but, you know, that being said, it, it's doable. It's just not very common in the mm -hmm. UK. So um, we had this, uh, we had Zazu at Chessington that was a pet. And before he was kind of confiscated and given to the zoo, um, he was fed cheese. Like his owners would just give him blocks of oh, cheese. Yikes. And you just think like, oh, my God, guys, Google is a thing. Like. <laughs> Come on. And I thought really. and I thought people feeding them like parrot pellets was bad. Jesus. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. I was speaking to someone today who used to work with a puma that um used to be a pet and they used to feed the puma marshmallows. Isn't that insane? Like That's all they fed it was marshmallows? I or think some, like some a... other stuff as well probably. But they used to like <laughs> put marshmallows in the enclosure. I just think people are just freaking idiots. <laughs> like Yeah. You need to have at least some <laughs> experience keeping animals like that you know it's not it's it's not like and i don't recommend them as pets yes for obvious reasons yeah. uh, like we were talking about earlier with with the sun and everything you just can't you cannot recreate mother nature you know they yeah. live 
they're native to like the most biodiverse place in the yeah. entire world. You cannot recreate that as I can't recreate it yeah. as hard as I try. I mean, and I've bought, I've been trying to cultivate, you know, cecropia trees and fruits oh. that they eat in the wild that we don't have available here. And it's just, it's tough. you know, they're out in the sun. It's pretty, it's warm and humid here. I live in Louisiana, you know, so yeah. most of the year it's pretty warm and humid and it's, you know, they need that. They need that. Mm. They need the UV. They need the humidity. Their beaks will start flaking if they don't have enough humidity and, you know, yeah. they, they can get prone to fungal infections and yeah. gangrene and all this stuff that, and of course, I'm sure you know about the iron issues, which yeah. are mostly taken care of now, but they're still, mm-hmm. still you know, prevalent. a potential I mean, actually, Brock, I mean, I'll ask us to pivot back to your toucans and just in how you mm-hmm. view toucans in general. What do you think you love most about them? What does it for you about toucans? You mentioned about the beauty. And I think I agree that like the beauty yeah. is just they're just like unlike and I mean, hornbills are the closest thing, obviously. But, you yeah, know, there's something a bit they're more very convergent. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, I, you know, as great as hornbills are, you know, and they are great. There's something great. a bit more magical, I think, about a toucan. I don't know. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. Hornbills look more like a the utility version of a toucan, like the practical Ooh. version. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, functional sense. rather than glam. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then toucans are like the rock stars, you know? Yes, I, I would agree so, with that. And like rock stars, they can be very... Diva. Uh, unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, a little man. crazy. And that's, I mean, that's part of what has drawn me to them is yeah. they they are they're little adhd crackheads you know oh like my gosh. <laughs> they're very short attention span and yeah. uh they're very intelligent you mm. know you can you can see in their eyes that they're working things out you know they, they're curious as well Constantly. i don't think a lot of people realize like how curious and no. you know they're not known for their intelligence i think but they're more intelligent than people realize well, you know <laughs> I, I agree. I think, well, you know, like intelligence, I think that we don't really measure properly because we see intelligence as a anthropomorphic, you know, how much are they like us? Yeah, sure. Where yeah, can they sure. manipulate an object and unlock a lock like a parrot? Parrots can do that because they have beaks intended to manipulate yes. objects, you know, and crack nuts. But toucans yeah. have a very specific use Yeah. for their bill. I feel like um, toucans... If they were more dexterous, if they had more power right. behind their bills, maybe it would be more of a jerk than they are already. Maybe so, but if you're, I mean, you're 100% right. If they could manipulate things yeah. with their bill, there's yeah. no doubt they'd be trying to unlock things and yeah. do things that parrots do. It's just they're limited by their morphology with their, Yes, it's, it's a specific tool for a specific use. Yeah. I mean, it's versatile. Don't get me wrong. They use it for a lot of different reasons, including mm-hmm. regulating, regulating their body temperature. But Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's a very useful appendage for them to have, but it's not intended for manipulation like a parrot's beak is. So yeah, sure. and they are I mean, they have good dexterity with it. They can catch things in midair, you know, with it they dive through cracks and doors regularly while they're closing and they're very like <laughs> spoken from experience I think (laughs) you see the trauma on your face (laughs) they 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 try to the doors (laughs) they follow me to the bathroom they try to you know they try to follow me back in the house from the aviary like constantly they're trying to fall like they sit by the door and wait for me and oh that's really cute you know 
That's very sweet. But I don't want, they need to stay outside. It's better for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> and I don't I, need them in here trying to bite me. Exactly. <laughs> or I'm trying to edit videos or do whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> or go to the bathroom. <laughs> or go to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't need them trying to bite me. And Nacho will actually squeeze his way under the door. Oh my God. I, and I shut the bathroom door and he'll squeeze his way underneath it. And I'm oh like, my God. That's crazy. I escape them. They're very persistent. <laughs> <laughs> they're like kids or like cats i suppose when they, they really get in. are <laughs> no they're a lot like cats actually that's normally how i describe them to people yeah who haven't been around as many animals i'm like well they're like flying cats without as much cat self-control i, fe- I feel like cats have a lot of potential for violence yeah but toucans 100%. just like don't have that limiter they're just like if i want to <laughs> bite you i'm gonna bite you i'm gonna follow you around and try to bite you i don't care well, I actually, I can't wait because the next segment that we're going to do, Brock, is actually we're going to go a little bit more into toucan behavior, but we're also going mm-hmm. to put a, a numerical value on how much of a jerk okay. they can be. Because I'm going to ask you to help me give them a little rating in our asshole assessment segment. So That's after we come back from the break, are you ready to rate some toucans? I am absolutely ready. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Stay with us, guys. We'll be right back. Amazing. We are back from the break with the fabulous Brock Affentil. And we are on a mission, a mission to determine what rating to give toucans in accordance with their assholery. So with that being said, Brock, on a scale of one to five, how much of an asshole do you think toucans can be to humans? Well, it depends on your proximity to them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I feel like this would get two scores, right? Because, I mean, like with previous guests, we've talked about a wild score and a captive score. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah, two guys don't really hassle people that much that I'm aware of in the wild, right? Well, they they do. They can grow comfortable with people. And you'll often see videos of them at at resorts in Costa Rica. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, South America, Mexico. And they'll come up and take food off your plate. And if you try to stop them, they'll bite you like... Okay. They have the capacity. Yeah, so maybe that's um because my 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 experience with wild toucans is you know from from living in Costa Rica for eight months and the the we had um keelbills and um chestnut mandible toucans there and they mm-hmm. they would investigate a little bit but they didn't really come down and like and we had a stash of papaya that yeah. we're giving the captive toucans there we you know everything like that and we would give them we would give them some as well but they weren't like. Cap- you know like capuchins will come and just like take mm-hmm. shit and they will just wreck your shit just because they can right. like i i never got that vibe parents do that too parents definitely do that yeah and um i yeah. never got that vibe from the toucans though they were sort of like okay we'll chill over here like you we see what you're doing you know we're a bit curious but that's um that's actually really funny that uh i mean yeah i totally believe it that they'll visit resorts like it's an easy food source right and you know right if people are feeding them the, they eventually yes. become more comfortable with them and yeah. I think uh, depending on the species too is, mm. you know, they have a different level of bravery they yes. can go up to. <laughs> I think tocos are probably the most confident. I mean, they are the yes. biggest by Definitely. a pretty big margin. So you, you'll see them. And and they've also been forced more into cities because they're more uh, savannah. They'll live more in savannas mm. than the other birds. The other toucans will, are more comfortable in a forest, you know, where sure. they can hide. Toucans are like, I don't care. 
come yeah. at me, you know, like <laughs> they'll just, they'll just sit out in the open and be like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So th- <laughs> they seem a little more brave and they move into, especially after the fires uh, in Brazil. Yeah. They seem to move closer into the cities and they, you know, point. you'll see them move up closer to people and become more comfortable. But in captivity, they're, you know. You're going to rate them high. You're in the four or five. They've got to be at least a four. I mean, yeah. I can't. They can't kill you, I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's like just that. Uh, maybe think... if they're persistent enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're trying hard enough. I feel like if something yeah. can kill you, it graduates from arsehole into something what, else. Right? right. Like it's, yeah. it's not even an arsehole behavior. That's just like awful, <laughs> awful behavior. I yeah. don't know. That's like arsehole behavior. If I they could, say. they would. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not so... forget that they are they're dinosaurs that have survived for hundreds of millions of years. So yeah, very, very true. <laughs> you know, they're survivors. Like if yeah. you scaled them up to our our oh. size, they would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so what do you think? So a, a captive toucan is maybe a, at least a four, you say, but maybe a at wild least a four, maybe less. a five. Yeah, a wild toucan would be less. I think they would probably they would keep their distance. They wouldn't even really interact with people that much. Yeah, it's where they feel toucans seem to want to test their limits when they can. They yeah. want to see what they can get away with. So mm-hmm. if they think they can get away with something then they're going to do it. Yeah. Bullying. If they yeah. think they, if they think they can bully you, they will. So <laughs> there's probably a, a fear in them of humans when they're wild. Like, you know, I've had wild birds and they've, they tend to stay further away from me and they don't try to mm-hmm. come up and attack me. Yeah. But the ones that are comfortable with me and know me and actually like me, for some <laughs> reason, they, they want to come and and kill me so yeah well i mean we're uh you know we're meanest to the people that are closest to us right like <laughs> right yeah like i said abusive relationships so. yeah exactly right <laughs> oh my god so i mean does that round does that round off to to like a four then in total if we're combining wild and captive together i mean a four out of five is I, still pretty yeah. high if you're gonna average them together i would yeah. probably say maybe a four um yeah if you're in a, a an enclosed space with them regularly, like you're a keeper or mm-hmm. you keep them in your house, and it depends on the toucan too, because emissaries yeah, are they can be they do a lot better. They're more social than the true toucans. Yeah, sure. So the the, the big toucans are the ones that are the biggest assholes, I would say. <laughs> so, yeah, they get worse. They get more asshole the bigger they are. The bigger they get, the yeah. more asshole they are. Yeah. So, so we we'll say a four for humans, shall we? I would say four, maybe a five if you're in a more enclosed space with them. Let's say if we give them a four point, you want to give them a four point five for humans. Let's say four point five for humans. Yeah. yeah, and then so I mean to each other. They're very like they have a close oh. relationship with their partner. Like they yeah. are monogamous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They but they don't like preen and like okay, stuff. yeah. They don't preen as as much at least. You know, they yeah, do still yeah. have courtship behaviors. Their their love language is more uh, giving gifts. Than it is oh, I uh, love physical that. touch. They oh. and they like quality time. They like to be they like to be in the vicinity of their flock or their partner, but they don't necessarily like to be cuddled up next to them. But they do okay. want to be around them. Yeah. So they got some boundaries. That's um, that's kind of healthy, yeah. you know. They're both happy. They're just staying in their own lane, you know, <laughs> thriving. Exactly. Flourishing. Thriving, flourishing. Exactly. Yep. Hydrated. <laughs> Hydrated. 
exactly. I mean, yes, because it's like couple goals, right? Like do your own shit, like come together with your partner, like everybody's, you know, doing their own thing and having a good time. Like within, if we're, if we're going to move into now, whether they're assholes to each other. Yes. Their, their social behaviors, I think are very competitive. Okay. okay. They fence, their main social thing is fencing, you know, with their beaks Mm -hmm. and people, and, and it looks violent. Like they get into it. Yeah, but it's it's a normal behavior for them, hmm. and I think that's a big reason why they or mm-hmm. if you're a person working around yeah. a toucan, I should yeah. say, uh, they'll come after you and try to bite you, and that's that's their social. They want you. They want to fence with you. I think yeah. that's my. They, they see you, know, you they, as part of the flock somehow, or they, like, or... They, you're accepted into the flock. So Aww. that would make the most sense to me. Yeah, I would think. So you want to say like They're, a two, like for them, like out of five, what do you think? Um, yeah, I would say maybe a two or a three. They're not really, mm. they, you have to kind of understand that they're, when they're fencing with each other, they're not trying to kill each other. They're, yeah. they kind of determine where they are in their hierarchy and their flock. And they, yeah, you know, even when you introduce them to each other in captivity, they're mm-hmm. going to fence. Yeah. But when they get to know each other, then they stop. Yeah. Let's say, I guess, with all of that in mind, then a two point five. So maybe a two. Or, yeah, yeah, two, two, three. I think yeah. would be right. Let's if, go and- especially if you understand that their behavior is competitive, where they yeah fence sure. each other, and they're not they're not trying to kill each other usually. Yes, you know, usually, yeah. <laughs> and they're very caring parents. You know, they yeah. you know they share equal responsibilities raising their young, and they stay with that. their young for months. And yeah, you know, we love to, we love they're to very. See it. Nurturing parents, caring parents. So yeah, we've got what well, we've got four point five for humans. We've got a two point five for uh, each other. But I mean, I feel like this has got to be high, right? Of how much of a dick this, they are to other species. To other animals, that's a five. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't help but agree with this. They're I mean... they're like racist. <laughs> speciesist. If any other it. type of speciesist, yeah. If they're like yeah. any other type of bird comes around them, they're just like. Absolutely we got to gang up not. on that thing and kill it immediately. Ah. Like it doesn't belong here. Yeah, exactly. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, Nate. I mean, I've I've they heard are. about toucans like dealing nests from macaws and things like that. Like yeah, they... macaws out of nests and obviously eating baby birds and things like that. No, I don't think they'll boot them out of the nest. They'll just eat them. Oh God! They'll eat them right in front of the parents, and they'll laugh with direct eye contact. That's exactly. (laughs) Um, I totally believe it. They're responsible for over half of all uh, hyacinth macaw predation in the wild. Didn't realize that is from toucans. Oh my God! It's probably not them killing the adults. I I mean, I'm sure maybe that's happened at some point, but yeah. They, Holy shit. they go and raid nests. They love eggs. And they, <laughs> they love nests. They love hyacinth macaws specifically. <laughs> like the For taste reason, of hyacinth that, macaw. <gasps> probably. Maybe. But that might just be because they live in nest cavities where they can, the two yes. kids can come and hear them. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely thought that a five was possible for how much of a dick they are to other species. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to think. Do you see many mixed exhibits in of toucans with other species yeah. in, in zoos and things like that? I don't That's, know. The Dallas World Aquarium has some mixed species exhibits okay. with toucans, but you know, you also hear stories about mixed species exhibits sometimes that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be something large and on the ground, right? It would have to be some like a pheasant it's a or something. It's very large. Yeah, I think there's like maybe some monkeys with some. Wow, 
What? Mountain toucans. <gasps> oh, okay. Point, point build mountain toucans. Oh, they're um, gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I mean, yeah. So we're going full five. We're going full five for this. And I think that's oh, so well sure. deserved. Like, yeah, absolute little fucking I terrors. Believe. All the other frugivores get yeah. bullied out of the trees. And I think, <laughs> and, and people don't know that there are carniv- carnivorous, like they're yeah. hunters. Yeah. And I think that, I think that they are bigger active predators than we realize because i mean i've seen mine just but they're, they're like cats if they had the opportunity to go out and overhunt, yeah every wild bird and frog and rat they could find they would i was gonna say i've definitely seen uh killing frog behavior passed mm-hmm. in the wild so <laughs> just... and any bird that wanders too close to the aviary is yeah gonna look what got in the aviary today oh, over God. wherever it's like a, <gasps> and it's a toucan with a finch's head in its mouth <laughs> oh my god fucking savage i you know it's part of the reason that we love them but jesus christ like they are not yeah. they're not friends of the rainforest really are they like they are, well, they're not they're like survivors you know yeah that's it they're not uh yeah that's be interesting to think they don't really have any symbiotic relationships i take it with like any other yeah. animals they do actually. Oh, uh, Aracaries have been recorded to have uh, symbiotic relationships with harpy eagles, where oh. basically the Aracaries live. They make their nests below the eagles, and the Aracaries eat the bees and stuff that mess with the eagles. Oh, and the shit. eagles kind of just leave them alone because they know they're too quick to. Yeah, they're not really sure. worth trying to eat. They're sure. much easier to go find a sloth or a monkey or something yeah, like sure. that, especially wow. for such a large large bird. But toucans don't really have, once they're adults, they don't really have any predators uh, other than birds of prey, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a, and you know, I guess people are poaching them if they want their meat or, humans. you know, or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or their bills, yeah. I guess. But um, the native, native tribes have used them for tools their yeah. and stuff like that. Their feathers for rituals you know, and things, maybe. And, yeah. Right. Things like that. A lot of them. <laughs> them as sacred in many ways and mm, cool i mean so we've got know. overall we've got a 4.5 for humans we've got a 2.5 for each other and then we've got a full-on five after all of that to how much oh, of an asshole sure. they are to other species so just real quick brock i'm just going to punch those numbers into the machine real quick here i go that asshole meter <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what i should call it that's exactly what it's going to be called from now on the asshole of the asshole I'm just going to punch <laughs> the numbers in real quick. Here we go. Okay. They came Very back. Realistic. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just, huh? just came back. Lightning quick yeah. results. So we have a 12 out of 15. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So What's I the mean, highest score so far? I think actually a 12. I think. Um, wow. I think really? Probably, yeah. We, we, I think we gave a dolphins. You know what? I don't know. I don't know actually if we get it. Dolphins deserve twelve and above, but I think it was a Komodo dragon we gave a twelve to. Oh, oh yeah, they uh, gotta be big assholes. Yeah, just like being. I mean, they they eat the young. They fight each like, other too. Though. Yeah, exactly. They're just massive jerks at, at times. They they you know they're solitary, but they they can be jerks to each other. So, but yeah, that's I love it. So we we you know I always love it when an animal scores yeah like a twelve and a higher. <laughs> Because it's just like, it's just like, this is exactly why they're on this show, you know? Like, they're meeting the uh, standards. I know, I saw, like, a while back, I saw you, I don't remember where you're posting it about Mm. your, about this show. And I was like, that's a really good idea. And I was like, (laughs) two cans would rank really high on that, I bet. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have written it's the eating me. of the babies <laughs> yeah i mean that's, that's a, yeah that's a, that's a pretty dick move but you honestly yeah. you wouldn't believe the amount of people that write to me and say like can you do an episode about this can you do an episode about this like what about this mm-hmm. and i'm like you know some species will just never make the cut because i just don't think that you could talk about them as assholes in any way but like <laughs> um loads of people have said like ostriches like if you don't want about ostriches so maybe that's on the list mm-hmm. so um, ostrich would probably be a good one yeah so yeah ratsites are pretty oh yeah they come up a lot they? when i ask my guests cassowaries use... you gotta find a cassowary oh, expert i do yeah cassowaries are on the list trust one of my me favorites. if anybody is listening that is a cassowary expert that knows their shit about cassowaries <laughs> please please give me an email um, I would love to speak to somebody that's got experience with these guys. But yeah, I ratites make the list a lot. Like in terms of whenever I ask my guests, like, what animal do you think of? People say like, yeah, emu and, and cassowary and ostrich mm-hmm. a fair bit. So yeah. In any case, 12 out of 15 is an amazing score. We have come to the end of that round. And now in the next segment, Brock is going to be subjected to a number of true or false questions that may put mm. his toucan knowledge on the line. But he'll be answering those questions after the break. So don't go anywhere, everybody. We'll be right back. This episode of Arsehole Animals with Alice is sponsored by Blue Panda, the clothing brand that saves wildlife. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an animal person and want to know how you can help save our incredible flora and fauna. And in a world of fast fashion, which is made cheaply and unethically, in order to keep up with the latest trends, it's only natural that you'd want to shop with a brand that actually gives back. The good news is you're in luck. With Blue Panda Clothing, 15% of their profits go to several incredible conservation charities all around the world that are dedicated to protecting our planet's precious wildlife. So you don't need to choose between great fashion and doing your bit for the planet. Blue Panda use organic cotton in their clothes, which is better not only for farmers, but also for our skin too. Their designs are created, embroidered and printed in their studio in Bournemouth, and every order is produced especially for you, helping to reduce waste and energy usage. Blue Panda designs are simple, timeless and elegant. And each item has a different animal as the main feature. You can search their website for clothing by animal species or by areas of the world that you'd like to help protect with your purchase. For wintertime, they have adorable beanies and bobble hats, hoodies and sweatshirts that all make sure that you're warm, stylish and ethical with your clothing choices as it gets colder. Their clothes also come in plastic-free packaging, so you can feel even better about ordering online. By choosing Blue Panda clothing, you're not just making a fashion statement, you're supporting a cause. Together, let's make sustainable fashion the new trend. To shop for a family member, a friend, or even yourself, head to their website at www.bluepanda.co.uk. That's www.bluepanda.co.uk and follow them on Instagram for more inspiration. Now, back to the show.
Right. Welcome back, everybody. It is now that time of the show where I subject my guests to some general knowledge questions surrounding their chosen animal species. Brock, of course, will be answering five true or false questions related to toucans. Now, Brock, how good is your general knowledge? I mean, it depends if you're doing weird questions about <laughs> weights and stuff like, oh, does well, a yeah. toucan weigh more than a... That very well might be on the list. Brick? <laughs> does it? <laughs> <laughs> what was the answer? True it depends false? on the brick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, those are the sorts. That's the sort of nonsense I do include. So, are you? Ready oh, to I know. Answer? I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, I didn't do my research on brick weights and two hands before <laughs> exactly. I got here. Best to cover everything before we start on yeah, general knowledge. Just, sure. I memorized the weight of everything just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love to hear, guys. A guest that came prepared today for this round. I love it. Um, well, actually, this is hilarious because it's whilst it's not a weight, it does bring me on to question number one, which is a taco toucan's beak is longer than the standard sized envelope. What do you think? Uh, that is completely, you know, like female bills are generally shorter than males. So yeah, yeah. let's say the, it the largest. It depends on the bird. Yeah, totally. Um, do you mean the northern variant of toco toucans <laughs> are the smaller southern variant the largest toucan bill is larger than a that's, uh, that's gonna yeah. be true if, it's gonna be true because that's gotta be true because like what the general it's what like 10 inches or something like that standard envelope size okay so this is interesting the information that i found online and, you know, as I always say to my guests, you're the expert. So if I have found something that's wrong here, feel free to just be like, hmm, Alice, that's not right. I don't know how big an envelope is, but okay. I know like, well, I know like Tupac's beak was, he's like the biggest Toko Toucan I've ever seen. And his beak was like, it was huge. Oh I mean, man. Okay, sweet. It was but definitely bigger than an envelope. I got an envelope hmm. over there. Yeah, it was definitely longer than that. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, okay. I've got false for this question because I've got that a taco toucan's beak uh, is around seven to eight inches long. Um, I'm trying to... Trying to Maybe like, on average. <laughs> measure that out. Like, yeah. Um, but a, a standard size envelope is 9.5. So even... Uh, close on the envelope yeah, size. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like... um you still got kind of an inch and a half kind of leeway there, mm -hmm. but you know, a standard size envelope yeah. is obviously the Let's same. Let's not take size. this conversation out of context here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> standard <laughs> size is nine point five. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think that toucan beaks average. Yeah, that looks that looks average to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the average size is probably about that. Uh, mm. If you, especially because the females females generally have shorter, more yes. blunt beaks. Yeah, that's sure. not always the case, but mm. typically males have longer, more mm. slender hooked beaks. Sure. I can tell you Tupac's beak was definitely, it had to at least be 10 inches. Okay. Like his beak was, but he was very old and he was, yeah. and he was a very large toko toucan. So point. Did, they, did their beaks continually grow throughout their lives? Probably very slowly, but they, yeah, yeah. you know, they accumulate layers of keratin. Sure. Yeah. You know, just like our fingernails grow. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, um, yeah, I guess I didn't really consider that it would be a good measurement of how old a bird is, is by looking at the size of the bill for toucans. But that's, um, that's a good point. Like if it's, they wear yeah. down too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like okay. What are we going to do with this question? I'm going to give you a point here because I think, you know, you have provided <laughs> 
anecdotal, but I'm still taking your word for it, like evidence that um, perhaps toucan, taco toucan bills can be larger than a standard size envelope. I'm going to give you that point. I anticipated it being false. You know, it depends if we're going on averages or if we're going for the largest, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give you that point. So that's one point for you so far, Brock. That's good. All right. I like it when people prove me wrong. I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's get on to question number two. See if you can rack up these points. Okay. Toucan Sam, the cartoon toucan mascot from the cereal Fruit Loops. Oh, God. I know. Has been the mascot (laughs) since 1963. Is that true or false? Since 63. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like this is one of the toucans uh, in the public eye that people are aware of, though. Yeah. Maybe not so much in England, because we we don't I, really have Fruit Loops in England, but in America, I certainly. I hate Fruit Loops. Be- you just I'm don't so, like the taste I'm of so, I'm so sick of hearing about them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally fair. That's totally uh, maybe fair. I've com- purposely avoided Toucan Sam trivia now. Well, me, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've triggered you a little bit. <laughs> okay. I prefer the I prefer the Guinness too. I was going to say, more, are you, I was literally going to say, you hate Guinness as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, I, I'm thing. not a beer fan, but I like the mascot. Like they okay. have a like toucan Guinness lamp, and I'm like, oh, I really got to get that lamp because it's cool. The art, but, the artwork for that toucan is quite classy, I think, though. You know, yeah, it's like I like, old I like the art, art advertising mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. But, you know, I'm... has Toucan Sam been the mascot of Fruit Loops since 1963? Since 1963. I'm trying to think if I've seen any merchandise from... Oh, like old school merchandise? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I almost want to say it extends into the 50s. Hmm. I want to say false. So that one is actually true. Um, <gasps> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So tricksy, but they um, no, that was actually true. So yeah, he was created by a guy called Manville Vega. R. Vega, and he was originally voiced by Mel Blanc. Did you know this? That voices Bugs Bunny. And I yeah. did not know that. No. Yeah. So, but like I said, I hate I hate Fruit Loops, and I try to avoid looking at them at all costs. <laughs> Why? I'm so That's sorry like I brought thing. Fruit Loops. I brought the one thing you <laughs> hate okay. to this podcast. It's like, uh, it's one of those things where like, if somebody sees that you have two cans, like, oh, what's his name? Sam? Yeah. Does he eat Fruit Loops? And yes. like, oh my God. Yeah, you're so original. Yeah. Wow. Like I haven't fucking heard that before. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. no, totally. <laughs> I apologize, but now you know a little bit no, more no, no, about... No, 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 I'm just teasing. <laughs> now you know a little bit more about the Toucan mascot. I mean, his his catchphrase as well, which I always think is so funny, because he has the catchphrase of, like, follow your nose. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Toucans probably have pretty they, shitty senses of exactly. smell, too. So. It's like can I say bad them. words on this? <laughs> no, you can say... Yeah, F-bombs are okay. encouraged. Shits are encouraged. Oh, okay, fine. cool. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, so... I've been moderating myself. No, so. no, don't hold um, back. It's fine. But yeah, um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, toucans have a poor to no sense of smell, right? There, there is no reason that Toucan Sam should say, yeah. follow your nose. Like, you know, their nares way. are like in the most awkward place. I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's like behind. It's like right between their beak. It's like right between their beak and where their head is. So, like, yes. There's That's like so... this little divot there that just is is begging to collect debris like yeah yeah such a good point so i guess it like not in a place where it's handy for smelling yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that one was true. But um, I like the the way you were thinking, though, of like, have I seen a 1950s Toucan Sam? Which I actually think would be a really cool um, sort of design style. I'm really yeah, into the 1950s. I know I've seen like, because I like old stuff, you know, I yeah. like stuff from the 60s and the 70s and stuff. So I was like trying to think because I have looked at like old toucan stuff mm, mm. to like put in my house. So I was like thinking, oh, did I see anything from that era? Yes. But yeah, you're you're probably right. It was 19... and my first instinct was to say true, but nah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll see if you can redeem that. yourself in the next ones. Yeah. Um so this is quite interesting because this next question you sort of brought up previously, sort of. So <clears> question number three. Keelbuild toucans are thought to be signs of fertility in some parts of Central and South America. Is that true or is that false? Ooh. Fertility. Yeah. Mm. I'm I feel like I've read something about that before. I don't know if it's fertility though, is the thing. So what do you think? Is it uh are you gonna take a stab in the dark? I'm gonna go let's go with false. That is correct. Yes, oh. that is correct. Yeah, I'm very proud that you landed on that in the end. Because okay. uh, I was like, like I haven't read think. anything about it, and I was like, yes, yes, because it's. And gross. I've even like, because I've been to a museum in Houston, Texas. Okay. There was a whole. I forget who the people were. I think they were the Incas, but they had a lot of tools and like things with toucans on mm. them and mm. made out of their beaks and stuff like that. Right. And I was like. I don't remember. Of course, Keelbill toucans are more far north, but sure, yes. I, uh, I couldn't remember because I've read about that stuff before, even online, and I just I couldn't remember anything about. But the reason that you right, haven't heard about it, Brock, is because I made it up. Like <laughs> I made it all up. Just like you made up that toucan Sam thing. I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've made up all of these questions. Um, but the uh, actually, I mean, I read that they were associated keel-billed toucans with uh, like demons and evil spirits, which demons. I actually kind that makes, of that makes a lot more sense. Exactly, which I, I was about to say. It's like <laughs> I resonate with that. So yeah, that's I read that there's what? a um, uh, in some religions small little kind of tribal religions in central and south america although i couldn't find specifically where i was reading uh, references mm. to it but when i was trying to do a bit more digging about who specifically it was i wasn't finding anything so maybe this is a bunch of folklore on a bunch of websites that it's made up who knows uh, but i did read that in in some practices in central and south america it's it's the perception that a new father must not eat toucan flesh otherwise his newborn child will be bewitched by the keelbill toucan very logical so, yeah of course um i mean it's a good reason <laughs> not to eat them right i'll take that reason like don't hunt the keelbill toucans yeah. otherwise your newborn will get cursed <clears throat> it's like yeah that's fine go, let's go with that but yeah so that's what i've read on a, a few different sites so i mean them being associated with more of a, a demon tracks more to me than than fertility so in any case you got that right so that's very well done too okay. you've got two out Thank of three God. so I'll far take, i'll take two out of three amazing so and you know what frankly i'm proud of not getting the toucan sam one because i hate that dude yeah exactly <laughs> well amazing so um two out of three so far we're going to move on to question number four brock which is this oh there's four there's five questions. We're doing five oh, questions. No. I know you got two more. Oh, so no. yeah, you're riding okay. high, but this could all change. <laughs> so don't get too comfortable. Question number four. Toucans can be found further south in South America than jaguars. Is that true or false? Ooh, I'm going to say true because I feel like the mountain toucans stretch pretty far south. 
That is true. Or it gets colder. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Yeah. So, oh, um, well, I mean, actually, I've read that um, taco toucans can be found. They can be found in northern Uruguay. And uh, jaguars only mm. can be found as south as like southern Brazil, kind of northern Argentina. Um, okay. But you can find so, um, tacos like further down in Uruguay, which is, yeah, further, further south. Did, than... Was that the only species you found that far south? Because now I'm I curious. Believe... The southern toco toucans are smaller than the other ones. Ah, and uh, so their their bill size is probably seven to eight. Smaller. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where you got your information from the same Maybe. southern Maybe. Toco Toucan page. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, uh, this crap website. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to do a bit of digging for this one, actually. I, I kind of was like, yeah, comparing a, a couple of sites. Yeah, because I was just like, what, what other animal would be quite far south in South America? But um jaguars apparently were further south but um have gone you know have lost their habitat around there and has have yeah. moved further north so you, yeah you did get that one right you are yeah you're riding high this is good i mean are you going to get this next one right though this is the last question i don't know let's see okay here we go tigers and toques is a famous catchphrase from the hit nbc tv show parks and recreation is that true or false wait what was it Tigers and toques. Tigers and toques. I've seen Parks and Rec like five times, and mm -hmm. I do not remember that. But that's false? so specific. Yeah. So what do you think? Maybe it's from a different show, and you just changed the title of the show it's from. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I've seen Parks and Rec, and I don't remember that. Go with, go with your gut. I'm going to kick myself if I get this wrong because I've seen that show. This is not my first instinct, but I'm going to go with true. It's false. Ah, <laughs> <should've went> with <laughs> you should have listened to your phone. Where have I heard that from? That's from something, though. What yeah, is it from? It's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah! <laughs> I've also seen that show. I like yeah. that show, too. Do you remember That's it? why it was confusing. That's it. It's uh, I, I tricked you a little bit there. They're both, you know, hit NBC shows. I know. I play dirty here. I play to win. But um, yeah, it's by the by the, the catchphrase from Jake Peralta and the Pontiac Bandit, a.k.a. Doug Judy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They have a little tracksuit on, matching tracksuit with a tiger and a toucan, and they're calling it Tigers and Toots. I, I remember that now. Yeah. This I knew I had heard that somewhere, but I was like, mm. and it was from a sitcom, but I, I should have went with, I knew it was like something from a sitcom, but I didn't know it was, and I'd say I've seen both shows. So Yeah, but both shows are great. I mean, to be fair, like Tigers and Tooks sounds like something that um, Tom Haverford might oh, say. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Tigers and Tooks. Well, I mean, after all of that, Brock, you got three out of five, uh, which I, I think is a really good. Same one and I got mixed up with the. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. You're going to go to bed. It's going to haunt you. You're going to wake up in 10 years. Like, How the fuck me. did I say true? I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat tonight. <laughs> yeah, <actually>. exactly. <laughs> Your punishment is to rewatch all of Parks and Rec and all of Brooklyn Nine. And Brooklyn Nine. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. You know what? I'll take that punishment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, amazing. After an incredible round there, Brock achieving three out of five during my round of true or false. We are going to get a little bit more serious and tell you what you need to know about toucans. Okay, guys, stay with us. We'll be right back. Our charity of the week this week is taking us all the way to the Costa Rican jungle to talk about the incredible Toucan Rescue Ranch, a wildlife rehabilitation organization 
as well as a sanctuary and educational hub. Founded in 2004 by director Leslie Howell, the Toucan Rescue Ranch has opened their doors to dozens more species in the incredibly biodiverse jungles of Costa Rica, including sloths, owls, opossums, macaws and otters. Their goal is to take in injured or orphaned animals, fix them up and put them right back out into the wild, as well as provide educational programs on a variety of wildlife-related topics. Their release program out in the jungles of Sarapaki has seen the release of hundreds of individuals over the last 10 years. Here, they give volunteers and interns the opportunity to gain experience with monitoring wildlife and releasing eligible animals, as well as learning what rural Costa Rican life is like. Their main place of operation, however, is just outside San Jose and acts as their vet clinic and sanctuary for animals that can't be released back out into the wild. It's here that the Toucan Rescue Ranch also provide tours and classes for anyone looking to dive deeper into the natural world. But their work of telling the stories of Costa Rican wildlife and rehabilitating any wild animals that come their way is always ongoing. This is why they need your help. You can donate to one of the Toucan Rescue Ranch's many exciting fundraisers throughout the year including Tunes for Toucans, a concert that raises money for the Wildlife Rescue Facility, and my personal favourite, the annual Sloth Ironman Games, where the sloths in their facility compete in categories such as the Hibiscus Eat-Off, the One Metre Dash, and the Poop-Off Challenge. You can place your bets on your favourite slothly and help fund their care. If you want to gain some experience working with toucans, sloths, or the many other incredible species that call Costa Rica home, why not consider an internship? Take it from someone who spent seven months working for the Toucan Rescue Ranch in the jungle. You'll learn a lot about animals, Spanish language, and make some incredible friends along the way. If you've loved what you've learned about toucans today and want to see them thrive in the rainforest, you can find out more about their vital work and make a donation at www.toucanrescueranch.org. That's toucanrescueranch.org. Please consider donating to the incredible Toucan Rescue Ranch today and help them rescue, rehabilitate and educate for the greater good. Thank you. Wonderful. After a quick breather, I'm back with the superb Rock Affentor, who is going to be telling us what he thinks we should know about toucans today. So take it away, Brock. What message do you want to get out to the general public about toucans? The main thing I want to stress, and this is just based on my experience seeing so many birds in such weakened, mm. deteriorates, deteriorated states, and that's my soft spot. You know, I like to take in birds that are yeah. in that state. They just don't make good pets. Like yeah. Yeah. people keep wanting to keep them as pets, and you need to keep in mind these are wild animals yeah. that are often when you. If you can even get one that's captive bred and people will lie to you, they will be illegal imported oh, birds. Yeah. 
especially keel build toucans and coladera series, which are native to southern Mexico. Really? They will smuggle them over the border and sell them at flea markets or people will say they're breeders <gasps> and they bred the birds. I didn't realize it was not... that bad of a problem. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's not like a yeah epidemic or anything because yes. toucans are <laughs> rare to begin with, you yes. know, like. Yes. But there's a good portion of keel build toucans that are just wild caught, you know, taken from the nest or just oh adult God. birds. Yeah smuggled over the border and um, sold at flea markets or by people that claim to be breeders. Even if you do get one from a good breeder, which is hard to find, there's not, first of all, there's not a lot of people that breed them. Yeah. Secondly, whether they do it well or not is another thing. Yeah. You'll see birds. Yeah. You'll see birds that are pale and deformed with like wrinkles in their beak, white feathers. Like, I mean, even just the other day, a zoo was posting videos of birds they bred that were colored or not colored air series curl crested air series oh yeah amazing birds with white feathers and white feathers is like clear sign with toucans that there's a vitamin a deficiency they're not getting the nutrients they need yes and that can cause like developmental issues that can deform their beaks and it's not only the white feathers that are the problem it's like you don't know what's going on internally yeah and birds don't like to show things as well yeah, Beatrix, one of the birds I had, had congenital issues that caused her from mature, like her eyes didn't mature. They stayed blue. Huh. huh. They didn't turn to green like an adult bird That's interesting. Would. There's just so many weird, like nuanced things with toucans. And then even if you do get a healthy one, hmm. you got to keep in mind, these birds are from the most biodiverse place in the entire yeah. world. Absolutely. We cannot recreate their environment no matter how. I can't. Yeah, I do my my entire job is to do that. Yeah, and I can't even. I mean, I'm struggling to like try to try my best to grow these fruit trees that I paid to import over. You know, to like that are native to their environment to grow oh. these fruits that you cannot get here because the fruits that you buy here are higher in sugar. Like we yes. breed them or we grow them for taste. Yeah, toucans aren't eating that in the wild. They're eating these fruits that we would consider super fruits. Like these, yeah. like acai, acai, am I saying that right? Berries, yeah, these acai, these yeah. Palm fruit, acai yeah. fruit, you know, these palm fruits, papaya, mm. stuff like that. That's just like chock full of nutrients. And it's like, yeah. you just, even well, we can get papaya. Yeah. But yeah, is yeah. it the same papaya as what they get in the wild? Nah. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, kind of like we were saying, I mean, certainly they don't do well in the UK as much because when we, right. we don't have access to a lot of the, we don't have access to a lot of papaya, really. Like there's, that's not a common thing that you find no. in the UK. And even, even in the US, yeah. if you're not close to Mexico, you can't really find it. Like, yeah. and I'm like, we, I have a fairly big Hispanic population around me. I live in the South mm. and even still, like, I can't, there's been times like, I've driven to three hours to Texas to buy the bird's fruit for the week oh, because I God. couldn't find papaya like yeah. locally. I mean, and, that just that just shows the level of dedication that you yeah. go through to to take it's, care of these and birds. It's my job to do it. Like yeah. it's not people will see me with them and say, "Oh, well, you keep them." They're like, "It's my entire life. My life yeah. revolves around them. I yeah. think about them constantly. They are always on my mind. Like, yeah. I love them more than anything in the world. Oh. Like." I've sacrificed my own happiness for them. It's not, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, 
I don't think people really realize on surface level, particularly because you've got you've got some amazing videos and footage. And I yeah. love the fun element of your content, your toucan content, because I think it's a great way to get people invested in these incredible animals. But oh, I, agree. I guess people sure. don't. Yeah. I mean, and people agree, you know, clearly it's very popular. But like, I guess people don't really see that really difficult side, which is, you know, taking care of these incredible birds that have these particular needs as you said some were abused right and um or mm. trafficked and that's uh, that's that your malnutrition. entire world. malnutrition yeah exactly having a toucan isn't like having a pet you're a keeper of them you're responsible for them yeah they, you have to meet them on their level absolutely right and it's um it's driving that point home that you know particularly in the era of influencers and content creators right. wow. there is yeah there is a exactly clout like there is a big thing now of how do i make myself edgy and things like that and and what i love about your page and the message that you try and get out on all your social media is guys these aren't pets like these i do not recommend these as pets you know the fun side of keeping them these are their fun personalities but goddamn, do i work hard to make sure that they're healthy you've got such a special and unique case about it and it's um i think it's such an important message to drive home where you've dedicated your entire life to this and it's not right. a casual pick up at the pet store pet that you and just they get sold at pet stores which is just like i mean that's crazy or something yeah you know, tigers are cheaper significantly than toucans yes yeah yeah toucans are like one of the most expensive animals you can possibly get and it's actually a surprise to me i mean i I guess i mean the breeding of tigers in the states i guess is a bit more prolific right they breed a bit easier than than toucans do um maybe i'm not overly familiar but i i mean i imagine they probably are yeah, right. I mean, going by um, like even bloody Tiger King standards, I remember it's like you know That's probably what I was thinking of, yeah, like yeah some it's like five but... grand, ten grand maybe for a tiger cub, which yeah. is just fucking so heartbreaking to think. That's awful. Yeah, you can't be over twice that. I didn't realize it was, um, yeah, I didn't realize that the price of a toucan was that much actually. That's crazy. Yeah, they can be up to ten, twelve thousand dollars per bird, and then um, so yeah. people think that there's a lot of people, like I was saying, with the importing, importing them, mm. that they think they make a quick buck. I mean, hell, you sell 10 birds, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a whole like, year's salary. It's such, it, yeah, true. I mean, it's such a stupid get rich quick because you know they need well, so much work. Into it. It's, yeah, exactly. Okay, with Jade, Jade, one of the birds I have, yeah, she was in a situation like that. She was imported here. She's a wild bird mm, and you wow. can definitely tell because of her, not only her behavior, but her coloration is much brighter and more vivid than oh, that's yeah. another thing with two pans you see in captivity. They're very dull. Yes. They're, yeah. You know, they're not getting the proper nutrients. They much like flamingos, you know, flamingos mm-hmm. get their coloration from, from beta carotene mm-hmm. and, and it is shown in their feathers. Two cans get their color yeah. similar ways, but through their fruit. So if they're not getting that, the proper nutrition, keelbill two cans will turn blue. They won't be green. They'll be like yes. a pale blue. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, if anyone wants to see kind of what um, healthy toucans look like, I mean, yours all look so bright and vibrant. Mine looks like great. I'm very proud. The yeah. only one that I had trouble with was Beatrix. But that was because of her pre-existing issues. Right. Um, yeah. But my other my other birds, they all look like wild birds. I'm like, I take that makes me extremely yeah. happy. I think and there's some balance between diet and 
natural sunlight exposure that I think yes. is the secret. Got it. It's it's a testament to you though in your dedication um, of how bright your birds are and how seemingly happy your birds are in what is a very unusual situation. You know, you've you've managed to have these birds that have um, come to you because they needed a place to go because they needed right. someone to rescue them. And you know, it's a testament I... to to your your skills as a keeper in your um and your like how much of your life you're willing to to sort of to put on the line for them and that's just not the message that you want to get across is like hey if i can do this you can do yeah. this it's like this is an ex you know extreme circumstance right. and you know do not consider this as an option because it's uh it takes over your life <laughs> yeah. on the flip side of things where can people go to see your toucans like for those who don't follow you who don't know about your story and the stories of the toucans that have come to you where where can people find you uh you can find me on basically everything tiktok YouTube, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, it's just at toucan, like the number two, C-A-N dot TV, toucan dot TV. Yep. If you want to see them and uh, live vicariously through me and watch them. Yeah. I do that with other people, with other types of animals. And yeah. I wish there were more people that focused on specific, you know what I mean? I think Yeah. when I was a kid and I wanted to work with toucans, my first plan was to either one, work at the Dallas World Aquarium. I was like, I'm going to be the bird curator at the Dallas Aww. World Aquarium so I can work with toucans. Yeah. Or two, breed them. And those yes. were the only options. Yeah. And I was like, and then slowly I was like, I don't really want to breed them and like contribute that. Although there is some benefit to breeding the birds and keeping them in aviculture, you know, yeah. within zoos and so mm -hmm. people can experience them in person. Yeah. Zoos do a lot of good. You know, there is benefit Definitely. to having them with us. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't be in your Los Angeles pet store. Exactly. And not in your no, back garden, no. you know, or in your or in your right. home with no outdoor time. Yeah. Well, back garden would be way better than just being confined to the house. True. I'll tell you Absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to yeah. get a toucan, build an aviary outside for them. Let them be in the sun. Let them be birds. Don't Absolutely. clip their wings. Don't, don't try to too. force them into your lifestyle. You have to adapt your lifestyle to them. Exactly. You know? Well, that's a good way. I mean, this is a, an excellent point to sort of round off this whole conversation because we've we've just spent the last sort of hour or so talking about how big of a fucking jerk they can be. You know, they right. we love them. They're amazing. And don't you know, get they, me wrong. Like, yeah. There's so many moments where they're just, this, they're very sweet. And obviously they like yeah. me, they care about me. Yeah. And it's so rewarding to me for them, for me to give them the option to be with their own kind. Yeah. And they still want to spend time with me. You know, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm looking for. I'm not forcing them to like sure, yeah, have a Stockholm syndrome relationship. Yes. That I think is a an excellent way to sort of round up this entire conversation. I think because uh, driving that point home, we love them to death. They're great. Um, you know, they can be a bit jerky at times. A 12 out of 15 is a pretty high score. I'd say yeah. <laughs> on the whole, so. you know, you can't, we can't hold them to our standards. They're totally, animals, totally. You know? yeah, exactly. Right. We, we do this in jest, you know, it's, it's yeah. a little it's bit of comedy for us. It's all in good fun. Um, but well, fun. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, Brock, this has been another episode of Asshole Animals with Alice. You know, I just want to say a big thank you to my incredible guest, Rock Affentil, who has uh, spent his time today talking toops with me. I want to say a big thank you to everybody listening today as well. We hope you learned at least one thing about toucans today. Now, Brock, if there was one quick thing that you want people to learn about toucans, what would it be? A cool thing not many people know about them is they use their beaks to regulate their body temperature. They can expand yes. and contract the capillaries 
uh, and blood like the small blood vessels within their beak to flush it with blood. Yeah. And they dip it in water, air flows over their beak and they regulate their body temperature and cool themselves down with that, which I think that's oh, fascinating. Cool. And I actually have a thermal camera that I've caught it on. <gasps> that's I've awesome. recorded it before. That's yeah. so cool. That's so, oh man, that's, yeah. I think um, a lot of people think that that beak is just, I don't know, for show or for function in terms yeah. of feeding. I don't think a lot of people realize it's for thermoregulation. Yeah, pretty diverse. Well, that's amazing. Excellent. Right. Well, remember everybody, even though it's tempting, don't use cotton buds to clean your ears. It'll hurt your hearing. Drink plenty. I just did that yesterday. <laughs> you did? <laughs> what the hell, Brock? <laughs> like my sign off bit? Yeah, you're just like, yeah, I did that all the time. <laughs> Look, it's convenient, okay? Don't listen listen. to Frog. It'll hurt your hearing. Drink plenty of water. And most importantly, don't be an arsehole. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Arsehole Animals with Alice. Don't forget, you can support the podcast by heading over to Patreon to become a donor. Each donation you make helps me continue to make you laugh and learn about the arseholes of the animal kingdom. You can find me on patreon.com slash arseholeanimalswithalice. It's as simple as that. See you next time.